Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Eleven Eleven, make a wish. Eleven Eleven, good luck or bad luck? Good, good luck. luck. What was the? I thought Eleven is Eleven Eleven, not September Eleventh. No, that's Nine Eleven, and we've covered it so many times. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. There's still more to come, though, guys. It's not the Eleventh of November. It's Eleven Eleven a.m. Eleven Eleven. Ah, well, it's wonderful. There's much chat in the Patreon about this, the what jizz actually smells like. Oh, oh excellent. Horrendous. Are we on mic? We are. Let's let's hear it. What do they did anyone agree with my um, assessment that it smells like a swimming pool? Um, interesting you say that because I think the most accurate one here is one by Philip saying it smells like bleachy damp towels. There you go. Bleach. Yeah. Bleachy damp towels. Swimming pools. Philip, you and I are on the same page. Yeah. Jennifer says salty bleach. Correct. Oh See, God. this is, this is, we're okay. This is a main episode. So um, oh, anybody who didn't hear episode. it, we, um, we recorded a hive last week. So um, we had a story about that involved some jizz <laughs> and the gals, I mean, I wouldn't know. Guys, what the hell was the story again? What, why were we talking about cum? Oh, we were talking about um, the downfall. Uh, this is amazing. Actually, we had, we were talking about different examples of a very popular um, English author OBE oh yes um, and uh, and TV talent TV talent and different stories pertaining He's to got he or she <laughs> and um, which was amazing because the very next day there was some expose. mainstream expose press coverage of this particular person and saying some pretty horrendous things what what were the additional things that came up for this uh unnamed author um some comments that were recorded during the oh, uh, during right. a show where he was he called a pensioner a cunt <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> he called a pensioner some awful things why can't you say that i don't know they just felt really uncomfortable there <laughs> uncomfortable oh. uncomfortable Uncomfortable. um and he made some other sexually explicit comments about some of the other um some of the other guests so he's a pretty he or she is a pretty shitty person. 
Um, just and jokes, Kat. It's just, been I'm just a long, long time rumours in publishing industry. And there was a lot on kind of um, publishing Twitter and publishing Instagram. There was a lot of people being like, guys, it's happening. Finally, the cascade of, you know, all the skeletons in his closet or hers are going to come out. Yeah, the truth and will set The truth free. will out, exactly. Now, <laughs> it's now gone quite quiet, as it does with these things, because OBE. there's a, yeah, and a pretty big PR machine behind these people. But um, I saw one, um, yeah, th- there's so many journalists who was trying to gather a bit of intel. So watch this space, but also... <laughs> Can we have a hand for Sophie Voice Talent White? Calling the it. prescience Absolutely. of that Finger hive. on the button. Fire on the pulse. So did that hive came out and the next day? The next day it all broke. Well so a lot of people done. messaged being like, that is incredible timing. Look, we set the news agenda we have for many years. Um, this week I have a story of mysterious fires in a small Italian town. Excellent. Love a bit of this. Mm. This reminds me of mine, both mine and Louis Theroux's favorite documentary of all time, where the tiny boy uh, tries to set fire or does set fire to his own family home. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. It's called Blast. I can never remember the name. I have a creep of the week, however. Go on. Uh, A man by the name of Arthur Knight. Have you been following this at all? No. A few days ago, a man was arrested in a Scottish hospital. Sorry, he was arrested last year and he is now, it's been unveiled that he is US fugitive Nicholas Rossi. So he claimed to have been the victim of mistaken identity, um, but his tattoos and fingerprints matched that of Rossi. So he was arrested, well, he was extradited over allegations of rape and sexual assault. And it's alleged that he faked his own death, fled to Scotland to escape prosecution, spent the last year insisting he was Arthur Knight, an orphan from Ireland who'd never even been to the US. What? Yeah. Why would you pick a name like Arthur Knight? Like that just like screams like Knights Fake. of the Round Table. Well, like, exactly. Yeah. So he claimed he'd been given the distinctive tattoos matching those of Rossi while he was lying unconscious in Glasgow in the hospital. Right. In an attempt to frame him he claimed they tattooed him while he was under general anaesthetic. No. Yeah. Now, uh, then there was a three-day hearing. Sheriff Norman McFade said, I'm ultimately satisfied on the balance of probabilities that Mr. Knight is indeed Nicholas Rosie. So isn't that something? Something interesting. Show us the chat. Fool me once. Look at him. That's him. And here he is in the hospital. Or coming out of the hospital. Oh, no way. It's himself. There's absolutely no doubt about it. He's got the poppy. He's got the... Representing. Well, well, well Irish. Irish. And yeah, no. interesting. That, that's a bit of a tell. A bit of a tell. A bit of a tell there. A bit of a mess up there. Um, I, well, congratulations are in order. Don't know if you guys uh, have... Uh, have you guys congratulated Nick Cannon yet? On, on his, his 11th 12th. baby? <laughs> no, uh, sorry. His 11th baby was born just ahead of his 12th. There's so hang one. on. I have a little... I have a timeline. Give it. Okay, dating back to July. Okay, Nick Cannon, July 2020, Nick Cannon announces he's had a baby, his eighth, with Brie Chiesi. Um, <laughs> this baby is called Legendary Love Cannon. No. <laughs> Stop. I love it. September. Legendary Love Cannon. Yeah. Is it a boy? I need to, I need to double check that because I don't want pop bitch to be making fun of me. <laughs> Um, yeah, legendary love cannon. Okay. Um, next up, September 2022, Nick Cannon announces he's had a baby, his ninth, with Lanisha Cole, called Onyx Ice Cole Cannon. Onyx Ice Cole. Of God. Um, September, also September 2022, Nick Cannon announces he's had a baby, his tenth, with Brittany Bell. This one called Rise Messiah Cannon. Okay. I forgot Cannon was his legit second name. Sorry. Yes, of course. Rise Uh, Messiah. I like that one. October 2022, Nick Cannon announces he's expecting a baby, his 11th, with Alyssa Scott, as yet unnamed. Interesting. We have a little bit of time to wait before we find that one out. And as of this month, November 2022, Nick Cannon announces he's expecting a baby, his 12th, with Abby De La Rosa. Guys, doesn't it feel also, like something else is going on here? Side note. Yeah. 
When Nick Cannon was married to Mariah Carey, he admitted to masturbating to her music. (laughs) As Pop Bitch says, a habit he may want to consider picking back up. Stop spraying it in the ladies. Start spraying it into a sock. A tissue. A tissue. What about, isn't there something? What about a lovely masonry jar? (laughs) And then he could get a lovely label maker and he could do a bit of Mormon mom TikTok content. Do you remember we had the cum drawer not so long ago? He could practice that. Oh, that's one of the best, isn't it? What about, do you think it smells a little funny, this? Uh, Like it's not like the other women don't know that there is other, this is going on. So do you think there's some sort of conspiracy afoot here? Are they trying to, is this a new cult? Is there some attempt to take over some, ge- to, to create a town with a very <laughs> tight g- genealogy? Is it an experiment? Is it like, what is it? Because I know that a lot of the women have been interviewed. Mm. They seem very happy and, you know, getting on with their lives and no one's in a flame. I would just say to, I'd say there's a scale of happiness among the women, right? First mother of his first baby most unhappy yeah um and most recent mother of future baby most happy and the happiness corresponds to how much nick cannon's fortunes are dwindling with each addition of a child so the mother of baby number one fucking worried and pissed off and broke that all these heirs apparent are are fucking still spewing out of his knob is he gonna have to go back to mariah for a loan for the child maintenance on all of the other children. Yeah, no, I'd say you need to take a mortgage. Because he's a presenter on um, America's Got Talent. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a good gig. That's going to be a good uh, gig. How like, good? For- putting 12, let's say he caps out at 12, well, which did, I don't I believe saw he will. I thing that said putting Nick Cannon. kids through school. Nick Cannon reveals his child support <gasps> bill. <also. laughs> let's have it. Um, let me try and find it. I saw a quick headline. Uh, his annual child support bill is more than three million dollars. <gasps> I'm sure he's raking in more than that, though. Three million a year. Well, let's see. Nick Cannon net worth but 2020. Like stinger. 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 Like you would. Just... Cannon's net worth is 20 mil. So he's got seven more years of support. Like vasectomizing yourself would be no issue. Like not DIY, but hitting a. It's like doctor. he's building a. He's building like a little, um, two little basketball teams there. There's mm. an interestingness to it that's strange. Like, why wouldn't you just? You could just come. You could still freely come in anyone you just want. Just wrap it up. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. That's I think he, like, he, he must hates like having condom kids. sex so much that he's willing to pay three million a year to not have to have condom sex. But also, I'd and be you know a bit worried about say, the STIs. Yeah. It's only 12, 12 kids that we know of. Fascinating. Mm. Okay, who's got something meaty? Right, let me take you to um, December 2003. We're in a place called Cneto di Caronia, a one street town just north of Sicily. There's a man called Antonio Pizzino. Um, Tony! Antonio. Uh, and Pizzino is at home with his family and he realizes that his house is on fire. The source is... Sorry. So sorry. Do you know what I've just... It's just occurred to me. I know what Nick Cannon's doing. What? He's creating a cast for a reality show. Awesome. Yeah. And that's going to take care of the maintenance forever. Some sort of Big Brother-esque where it's like Big Baby. Um, yeah, Big what would it family. be called? Like it's it's just, it's Big fucking Daddy. John and Kate plus eight, except it's Canon plus you know twelve dozen or whatever he's gonna tap out it. But yeah, like uh, Canon by the dozen. No, by, no, no, clearly Canon's balls. Canon's balls. balls. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry, Cass. I just needed to. So get Tony's at home smelling smoke, and it ain't it ain't a. Stroke. Yeah, so he realizes the source is a fuse box engulfed by flames so intense that they swallowed the heavy curtains that hung nearby. Um, So Pizzino is 43 years old. He's an insurance salesman. He put out the fire, snapped a picture of what was left, a black and gray tangle of wires against a sooty white wall. Mm. Um, the So 
their house and where they live is a small street um it's like they're really small little house tight shadowy interiors crowded with dark textiles heavy wooden furniture framed photographs a normal home normal small little fire connected to a fuse box but then a few days later the kitchen fan caught fire and then the television and other appliances started to combust as if by some sort of magic secret hand um or the electrics coming into the gaff. That's it. Voltage issues. Magic so, secret hand cannon is <laughs> Canon's 13th child. Warning, high voltage. I predict it. High voltage. Um, this small town is home to about 3,400 people. It's halfway between Palmero and Messina, overlooking the, the sea. It's a city of like bricklayers, construction workers, small business owners, farmers. Like it is a, a nice, just a quaint little village. 39 people lived in a dozen houses along a road called Via Mare. Um, another 100 residents lived in the surrounding hillside. So it's, we're kind of focusing on this one street of Via Mare of those 39 people in a dozen houses. Uh, so the fire was a little bit unusual, but contained to Pizzino's house for the moment. But in the weeks that followed, Pizzino's neighbors, his father, his mother, his aunt and his cousins who lived close together in four or five of the attached houses also experienced unexplained fires. Hmm. Um, the Pizzino had built his home in 1980s and now he assumed that faulty wiring was to blame. So at the end of the January of 2004, he changed the wiring, but the fires persisted. <sighs> so the fires began to spread. The family began to suspect problems with the town's whole electrical grid, which was run by a company called ENEL. Uh, the National Electric and Gas Provider. Pizzino called Enel, but the company was unresponsive. So one Sunday afternoon, he called a man called Pedro Spinato, the mayor of Corona, um, Coronia. And the two the two men were actually quite good friends because for a time after um, Spinato was elected, Pizzino had served in his cabinet in 1996. So when Spinato arrived, the mayor arrived to kind of check out the house. He was like, yeah, something seems really weird. Two electricians had tested the frizzled electrical systems, but they couldn't find the source of the flames. So they decided to cut power from the central plant to the houses until they knew what the problem was. But the fires kept coming. No. Even with electricity off. Very odd. It's the magic hand. It's the magic hand. Metal, plastic, insulation all burned. Throughout the village, outlets burned red hot through the holes. Cords lit up like sparklers, electrical, electrical motors melted. What Appliances were going up in flames left, right and center. And there was no electricity going into any of that. There the was houses. no electricity, so it wasn't necessarily the electrical But it was specific grid. to electrical items. Kind of. They all seemed to be starting at electrical um, electric things. In the first three months of 2004, residents reported 92 fires. What the hell? Yeah, God, Wild. just got a little arson. Did you say in two months? In the first three months of three 2004. Months. Yeah. Now I have just started binging Station 19, so I believe that there are four to five fires a day anyway in like a small areas because that's what I'm learning from. What's Station show. 19? It's a Grey's Anatomy spin-off. I was like, I want something that I can put on in the background when I'm cooking or cleaning. That is like an easy watch that I don't have to pay attention to. <laughs> and yeah. they're firefighters. They're firefighters, and I'm staying up till one or two o'clock in the morning, average, and like I'm a 9 p.m. kind of bedtime gal and I'm bawling my eyes out at the deaths that are on station 19 I'm completely addicted I've watched four seasons in is there two weeks does backdraft feature heavily in that backdraft everything I'm I'm learning so much about fires it's amazing do you know Dan's dad used to be chief fire officer of Dublin oh I did not Dan doesn't know a thing about fires I thought you were saying Dan did he not grow think up? about his father. Sorry, did he not grow up in the station and be raised by the brotherhood that is the firefighters? so, Cass. What a shame. ripped off now. What a shame. Well, for, on his behalf. Um, so top tip, Station Can't 19. I they called it Station 19 after Station 11 was released. It's too confusing. What's Station 11? The adaptation of the book Station 11. No. You know, kind of post-apocalypse stuff. No, no. So what's her? It seems like they should have thought that through. Was like a quick Google would tell Perfect. You. I won't hear anything said bad against Okay. It. Electrical fire happens in your house. Smother, moisten or foam. Electrical fires steer clear of water. I right. think it's a, I think it's a, a towel or one of the non-foamy 
extinguishers. Use the fire. Would a it, fire blanket. Would a fire blanket do it? A fire blanket, I think, is your first Jesus. point of call. Well, okay. Good to know, everyone. Jesus, I don't have a single one of those items. I know. Do you? Yeah. You have an extinguisher. Came with the gap. Came with the gap. Uh, a lot to be said for a new build. A very small <laughs> stick, but you know yourself. And come here to me, is it very warm? It. Do you have an A rating? We do, we do, yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you believe? Sweating away in our lot airtight to be fire. said for the new build. Full of fire, though. Um, <laughs> so one of... Oh, yeah, so the, they're kind of the focusing on the electrical fires. One of Pizzino's neighbours had installed a new electrical system just six months earlier, and it too had caught fire. Hmm. So it's not the it's not the wiring. Um, it's a guy. Well, it has to be. A, we're going to get into some of the theories as to what is happening here. Because there's too many fires for it to be considered like... It's arsonist. But it, there's a lot of fires going on and people's homes are being destroyed. And it's their, their family here, do you know? Like they're all Everybody connected. knows each other. Yeah, and if we're focusing on like this kind of dozen houses. It's, um, it's unlikely. Or but, is it? Arson is it is, is arsonist the right phrase? Yeah, arsonist. Yeah, um, it, it's almost like it's. Too, it, I, is it like they're sort of? It's not like a fetish, but it's like an unquenchable interest in watching things burn. Yeah, but there's sometimes there's there's ulterior motives there as well. There's insurance, insurance. claims, there's whatever. But like Pizzino is an insurance salesman, so like he, oh, you know, right? There's oh, but he's okay. also. He's also That's an interesting angle. Waving the presumably he's got his whole neighbors on his policy. Well, here's yeah. the thing: Pizzino is the guy who becomes the face of these fires because he's the one kicking up the most fuss, and exactly. he's the one who's drawing attention. Like, I mean, media attention, international media attention started started going on this um, town because people were so confused as to what was happening. He was calling on the mayor and officials to investigate what was going on. He was the one who was onto the electrical system guys being like there's something amiss here and yeah. our, our houses are burning you're right and tony his, maybe it's his you. house was the first pyro pizzino pyro tony the fire pyro tony right so on february 9th 2004 two houses burned one of pizzino's neighbors rushed to the local police station with the bottom of his pants burned and his shoes on fire <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Would you, you not stop, stop and, and put, put it out? Drop and roll. <laughs> drop and roll. Um, I can't. I must get to the police station. Do you know what though? He probably got there very quick. No doubt about it. Yeah. Scorch marks on the ground. Put the <laughs> pedal to the metal if you're on fire. Oh, there's a brilliant one here, but I don't know what it is. Something about your shoes on fire. Um, Never mind. Keep going, Captain. Um, so he was really flustered, ran into the police station, and he's reported of saying that. The the devil was on was devil was burning behind him. So, first major theory that hits this town, Satan. Go Satan! Satan that, I love it. That uh, Satan is somewhere somehow. Um, Satan. Well, we're deep in Sicily here. We're in the Catholic realm. We're deep we're in, in the grass. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Very infernos. Catholic. Priests mm -hmm. everywhere. Satan loves infernos. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the priests. thing. Everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> um, on fire. Call the priest. So the mayor that day, the mayor Spinato came along and ordered the residents of Via Mera to evacuate. So that kind of stretch of a few dozen houses. Um, he said that like he just he you can't imagine something like this. Usually, you know how and why things are happening, but we didn't with the fires. We didn't know how to face them. So the residents were relocated to the Zamaria, the only hotel in Caneto, located on a hill directly above the village. So Pizzino was evacuated to a nearby apartment, but he hated being away from his home. He had kept pets uh, back at home and he obviously wasn't allowed to have them, uh, you know, where he was. He was saying, I was born here. I always lived here. The evacuation seemed like a prison sentence. Um, he said, I felt like I was trespassing when I used to have to go to bed. And that he was in a kind of an apartment block with other people who had been evacuated downstairs. There were two children. If you moved, you would wake them up. So they were just like on. Tenter hooks. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. They were just like uncomfortable, out of your own place and not understanding why things kept going on fire. So on the 11th of February, the public prosecutor announced an investigation into the fires. For the residents, the inquiry was a slap in the face because they were like, is this insinuating that there's someone involved that someone in our small community is responsible so they welcomed the investigation and the chance to be exonerated government investigators engineers scientists 
and technicians monitored the homes around the clock. On the 13th of February, um, Massimo Polidoro of an organization called the Committee for Investigation of Claims of Pseudosciences. Um, he was a psychologist. He was investigating around. He was a psychologist, writer and TV personality. Um, and he was he went to sorry, he wasn't involved in the investigation. He went to interview the investigators to talk about it for his uh, his website and wanted to kind of understand what was going on. So the investigators who spoke um, said that they initially they were kind of they were totally stumped by the fires and then they thought perhaps there might be a connection to sort of earthquakes and volcanoes and, and volcanology that Sicily and Italy have a lot of earthquakes um, in September 2002, which was about kind of, a, you know, 18 months before nearly two years before the first fire. No, sorry. The first fire was in December 2003. So 13 months after before the first fire, there had been a significant earthquake of magnitude 5.6 that shook Sicily, causing major damage um, in, in in the surrounding areas in the city. Um, and no, the following month, there had been another earthquake further away in southern Italy that had killed 27 children. Um, so like they were like, maybe this is disturbing the power grids underneath the city. Maybe oh. there's like the kind of the shifting of the earth is causing some weird sort of. Had they or a plague from God? Yes, mm. that. But were they looking for an individual yet? No, they were because they were popping up so frequently. And so um, they, they were all connected to electrical fires. They were thinking that it had to be something to do with the electric. So okay. they were kind of trying to they were. were considering something in the realm of electromagnetic fields okay. and they were like this is are the volcanoes this is a case, this is a case they from go, Scully. they it really is. go very extreme you mentioned very pets yeah animals can be desperate for this not that a level of fires well like the chew through yeah yeah chewed chewed electrical wires um so they were thinking that the seismic activity of the volcanoes and earthquakes were likely culprit. Like, I mean, they were always blamed was the thing yeah. if anything had gone wrong. Um, but they said there was no indication that the fires were connected to volcanic or seismic activity. If it were volcanic activity, the effect would not only uh, would not um, burn the electrical wires in that way. So one of the things was, I suppose, when they examined the um when they were examining the electrical wires was that the burn pattern was happening on the exterior of the wires and not interior. Fuck, so, what, a, what a surprise. So it seemed like it would, you know, if it was something connected to the electrical, if there was a wrong current going through things or the there was inside. some sort of thing, it would be, it would start from the inside of the wires. Um, so technicians from Enel and the railway and the railway nearby failed to find anything unusual. The telecom lines looked fine. A member of the National Research Council of Italy presented the idea that the fires could have been caused by an abnormal increase in the electrical field. Others were more skeptical, suspected a human cause. Sergio Conte. I think divine cause. Mm. I think the fires were punishment. Yeah, so it was Sergio Conte, a telecom sins, expert. Sins, sins of the community. Sins. Um, they, it was uh, a man called Sergio Conte, who was a telecom expert who discovered that at the at the the wires, the heat only blackened and charred the outside. And he realized that the damage was not due to an electrical malfunction. So one person who was sure of what that started the fires was Padre Gabriel Amort, a Catholic priest in Rome who um, believed that it was divine no way that it was satan <laughs> that as someone that, was come into that someone had summoned satan into the town through either white or black magic which is the preferred gateway to satan according to padre gabriel so any pentagrams nothing he was calling for them to call priests and go exercise the house that yes. there was something to exercise the houses the original kind of house or do them all 
do I think do them all like you know if you're gonna go up in for a penny and for a pound in holy water fucking they're such wheeler dealers the catholic church because you know every one of those homeowners would have had to buy them a bottle of whiskey and a little envelope of something something Mm -hmm. if they're Um, anything like Irish priests but the local priest was like this is absolutely absurd so that priest was from Rome and the local priest was like this is absurd the inhabitants of this town are hardworking people who struggle every day to bring home bread, not Satanism. <laughs> um, you can bring bread and Satanism. You could. <laughs> They're the not mutually exclusive. Yeah. So, but uh, Padre Amorth was saying, look, the devil acts as part of ordinary life. Fires in houses are a very extraordinary manifestation. Yeah. But doing an exorcism on a house is one of the most difficult things for an exorcist to do. Many times Ooh. the exorcist fails and the only solution is to leave the house and move to a new one. Mm. Mm. It's a wide, it's lot so of bureaucracy there involved in the second option mm. like exorcism less forms to fill out <laughs> less hemorrhaging of money yeah and they're still they're still confused as to what's going on meanwhile is everyone just too polite to point the finger at tony well yeah i think they're but i think because they're family like but maybe tony has alibis for the other fires as well yeah like, and there's so many up, fires that, and they're like, popping surely, up all over the place yeah you know, they're popping the places where he's not there. Yeah. So stick with, stick yeah. with though. Um, meanwhile, the situation up in the hotel is getting worse. The investigation on um, Via Mare is blocking access to the hotel for other residents. The uh, the hotel lawyers were sending letters to the mayor looking for a $100,000 in expenses because they were like putting these people up all the time. Um. By March 16th, the f- so they were evacuated in February, couple of fires. March 16th, the fires returned. So the investigators monitoring the area noticed other oddities as well. Car locks were malfunctioning. <laughs> Cell phones rang with no satellite signal. Okay, this is very odd. A car antenna became so hot that it cracked a windshield now, and oh, compasses were going haywire. Is the classic. This is just the modern day equivalent of a plague of locusts. Yeah. yeah. This is just God's gone high tech. He obviously, he has to, he had to move at the times. Cell phones ringing without any service. Weird. And anyone answering? Um, I don't no. know. Um, what so the car again? It just got boiling hot. The, like the, the antenna, antenna got so must hot. Must have been conducting heat. Yeah, it cracked the, winds, the windshield. So back to electricity. And the car locks were malfunctioning. So the residents appointed a consultant, Francesco Valenti, an engineer from um, Capo do Orlando, a city that is about 25 miles away. He filed a 30 page document titled a qualitative report and definitive solution to secure Caneto de Coronia. Okay. So he he called the fires unforeseeable electromagnetic events caused by roaming electrical charges like lightning without a storm an electromagnetic force is created by the interactions between electrically charged particles think magnets clinging together or repelling each other when the charge is reversed so he advocated for removing the railway lines changing the angles of the power cables and fixing all the electrical systems above and below the ground area yeah, so he was like, this is what is happening. These electrical, electric magnetic things. But I think trying to break it down and reading about this, people sort of laughed at this um, explanation because what he was saying. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E. 
E-D-E-R-M.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Was that there are some, essentially what are lasers? Yeah. It's starting the fires. Okay. And they were like, well, if there were lasers, the fires would be external and not internal, internal in the houses. And also, wh- where is that coming from? Where is yeah. the laser coming thing? from? So um, his, Valenti's recommendations were not adopted, but the fires did stop. Ooh. In June of 2004, the residents of Via Mare were moved back into their homes for the Sicilian summer. Um, although the flames were gone, the sense of mystery lingered. You'd be very uncomfortable now. Especially in, in summer. Yeah. yeah. Move back in in winter where it's like a little bit less combustible. Yeah. So as there was a lot of like international attention around these fires, online speculation and like armchair experts started to grow. And so they were sending letters and things back to the town trying to explain what had happened. Mm. One um, letter was from a man called Robert Fritzius, a retired U.S. Navy lieutenant and electrical engineer from Mississippi. He wrote that um, he'd become obsessed with the fires and what was starting. And his theory was that Etna was plugged up. So Mount Etna, a volcano in the area. Which is a huge volcano, obviously. He explained that he was sure that volcanic gases were involved in creating a type of spontaneous, 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 spontaneous combustion. And he said that that an engineer in Palamro hypothesized that two fault lines crisscrossed under the city and that some of the volcanic magma and gases intermingled with them and um caused that that's what caused the fires and that once Etna did spill some lava and had a mild eruption the fires completely went away like some kind of pressure was relieved yeah so how would the mingling still get up above ground well that that like maybe through the lines or the things that were all of this seems so far-fetched it's so scientific and so weird but they did say that the the engineer um, the from Palmero was a man called Aldo Bargallo and he said that if you go scuba diving near the Aeolian Islands where I did which is close to the area you will find that there are gas bubbles from the bottom of the sea those bubbles are sulfur which is full of volcanic gas so it might be an evidence of connection between the chain of volcanoes that make up the islands and Etna around impacting something underneath the ground that gotcha. is maybe causing gases or um things to come up seep up through the houses and start fires okay but very very tenuous right yeah that sounds like something i would make up yeah yeah i know what you mean (laughs) this is something to do with the volcano over there call me science sophie so we've had the theory of satan we've had the theory of um volcanic gases yes we've had electromagnetic electromagnetic fields fields. which is essentially a laser yeah um and that then seismic shifting underneath the ground so they're kind of going through everything scientifically none of these focus groups that have been pulled together can come up with any definitive answers as to what is happening the most i suppose robust report is that 30 page document about the electromagnetic fields and that's been completely ignored by officials so the residents are back in their homes but in October 2004 the seasons changed and the fires returned once more um it's so just, winter the fires kicked off again October the fires kick off again um mm. and this time in People addition to the flames building fi- legitimate fires in their homes to keep warm. yeah but in this time in addition to flames and fires pipes and tubes developed holes and burst flooding the homes with water what the fuck is so, going on in Pizzino's kitchen, the tubes under the sink were punctured and um, Pizzino let, obviously newspapers came right away. Pizzino left them into their home and he said, at first we were at risk of burning. Now we're at risk of drowning. Um, 
they are they were just saying that like we we well, you know that might be overstating it a little bit. yeah i mean just a little just paddling through the water but um they were just saying that their homes are now filling them with stress and anxiety and not a place of comfort that they should be so of course there was another evacuation beginning in october 2004 continued through june 2005 felt like a lifetime for the townspeople they really felt like they had been abandoned and wanted desperately to return home. They slept in city offices to protest against um, the government and their inaction. Uh, Spinato, the mayor, stayed with them in solidarity. So um, the the investigator Valenti, who had posed the theory of geomagnetic activity, did say that the holes um, confirmed his theory so according to him the holes like fires were caused by a type of electrical currents burning through the pipes um so he was faulting the investigators for not monitoring the town 24 hours a day as they were supposed to um residents called the researchers uh were shouting sorry residents were started kind of verbally abusing the researchers and their inactivity and their lack of answers as to what was going on so by april of 2005 jesus this has been really it's going going on on, yeah the italian government had to put together a new research group so it was coordinated by a man called francesco verando um from an interdisciplinary team which included chemists physicists geomagneticists and professors the team had the cooperation of the air force the navy the police alongside the enel the electrical grid people the communications ministry the rail network and the national institute of geophysics and volcanology so there's a massive task force here so the to give that context the national institute of geophysics physicists and volcanology the ingv is taken so seriously in italy that in 2009 when the agency failed to predict an earthquake that killed over 300 people an italian court found seven of its scientists guilty of manslaughter and one was sentenced to prison whoa yeah so that's how like scientific i guess they are considered scientists rarely end up in prison ever and for a natural disaster that they didn't well, I predict. guess they should have been that on it seems more. a bit unfair it yeah, seems a bit doesn't it? probably I mean, one to go deeper on for a further creep um so Vern, venerando's team flew military planes over the area took pictures of the town and the surrounding landscape telephoto lenses they sailed on research vessels they analyzed the magnetic charge and chemical composition of the sea. Helicopters conducted radar and magnetic surveys on electromagnetic fields. They monitored and mapped radio um, electric signals and meteorological patterns. Uh, and instead of focusing just on the town, they, they sought to understand the entire area, the natural or artificial forces affecting the region, including the sea and the airspace above. So soon the team excluded natural causes nothing in the realm of science proved unique when compared to when you compared the town to neighboring towns they didn't find any unusual uh, anything unusual in the technical installations railway lines electrical lines and so on what they did find were increased levels of spon- sp- spontaneous electromagnetic activity that could not be attributed to a natural hmm. phenomena so they decided that the virus had to have an artificial cause they oh. had to be something else around here. I said some kind of mass experiment by the government. Well, Cassie that, and I just recorded that a, becomes a conspiracy heavy episode. That does become another theory that I didn't really go deep on. Um, so they're now suggesting that somebody or a team. Somebody once, once told, told me the world is gonna throw me down. I've been the shit. Okay. <laughs> so it, back to Tony no or like a kind of a like a higher up sort of governmentally yeah this is look? like some kind of you know it's this like area alien. area 51 shit yeah they now. haven't gone that's the theory they haven't gone down yet this is cor- no they do go down the UFO theory yeah <gasps> now again hate to bring it back but they've definitely cleared human no, 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 because not, they're not, saying not, not, that yeah. it has an artificial so root after which, everything. But which they, immediately must be human go to, they immediately go to like top level stuff, right? Um, 
so they are now talking about the damage that electrical because they're sorry they're finding these what should i say there increased levels of spontaneous electromagnetic activity um they blamed the they started sorry valenti who had done the first report on the electromagnetic stuff started blaming the government for not adopting his suggestions he says i was right and everyone opposed me was dead wrong he faulted the city for not letting people back into their homes um and he also lashed out at Venerando's team, the second report, for failing to discover the cause despite abundant resources. Still, um, in the following months, they allowed the residents to return to their homes. Hmm. So Rando's team is continuing the investigation, undaunted by the criticism. No house fires occurred during the research. But in the mountains outside the town, they find two dense patches of grass that look like they have been consumed by a fire that had come from underground. <gasps> so they compared the burn marks Gosh, on the grass. with volcanic the- gas. They compared the burn marks on the grass with marks on the power cords and found the patterns to be identical. God. Whatever had caused the fires in the home had also burned the plants. Aerial photos showed that Kaneto and the plants seemed to be aligned in a straight path extending from the <gasps> sea into town and up to the mountains as though a channel of fire had torched all three. Their hypothesis was that the plants had somehow conducted the same burst of electromagnetic waves as Kaneto. On the coast below town, hundreds of blue sea creatures similar to jellyfish washed up on the beach oh all this seemed to suggest that whatever was causing the fires was coming from outside the researchers believed that the town and its surroundings were being struck by intense bursts of electromagnetic waves of some kind at search at such a large scale that it couldn't be generated by one person lasers back to lasers back to kind of lasers so uh, so that's so the be, engineer's report is kind of proving to be kind of likely. true that there is some sort of increased electromagnetic activity were so, they saying that like the origin of the laser then could be the ocean that there was potentially something like if it's cutting a path from the ocean up to those yeah mountains. i'm not scientific enough to understand but i think that the the theory is that the sea is somehow connected and gotcha. there's certainly something underneath that maybe is conducting Submarine? these electromagnetic. Uh, Who knows? An op- some sort well, of- training or um, experimental uh, lasers and weapons is a theory that's floated that the, the US, the the US government right the are involved and the, the Italian government are allowing them to test Wait, what year was weapons. This? 2005? 2003, 2005. Obama. Um, <laughs> one he was, was 2008, wasn't he? Bush, Bush, Bush. way more likely. Bush Back to the um, investigation, Veranda's team said one of the strangest things his team witnessed during the study was an incident involving a helicopter. As the team patrolled the area, something hit three of the aircraft's rotor blades, rupturing the protective coating of each of the blades. They suspected a bird strike, but when the researchers checked out the helicopter, they couldn't find any biological traces. Not a drop of blood. At other times, the group noticed objects moving around the sky. On occasion, they would disappear with great speed. So we're not in condition to scientifically define the phenomenon. We did not touch them. We did not get inside. Yeah. So the press reportedly extends the reported. The press reported extensively on these flying objects. In addition to the devil, they now had definitive UFO sightings. Fucking amazing. Do you know what's just occurred to me? Maybe. You remember the movie Howdy Howdy Neighbor? Truman Show. Where they lived in sort of a bubble. Yes. And then the edge of the kind of dome that surrounded. Yeah. Was kind of the no-go area. Maybe they, maybe there's this, there's maybe something there. (laughs) (laughs) Would there be something in that? Good. (laughs) Just a thought. Um, occurred to me there. This is a direct quote from one of the scientists' (laughs) think tanks. Has anyone considered the Truman Show? (laughs) Um, So in the spring of 2007, the government shut down Verando's study for economic and bureaucratic reasons. So basically they had just... Because they're getting nowhere. Nowhere. (laughs) It's embarrassing. theory after theory and they're wild theories, right? Um, The the group asked the government to renew the funding and presented a short report. Um, Basically the report saying that the town seems like an enigma. It was a seven page summary of their findings. The summary put forward the group's working hypothesis. 
that fires were caused by electromagnetic pulses of great power coming from the direction of the sea near Coronia. The team believed that experimental application of industrial technology, not excluding the possibility that it could be an electromagnetic weapon system, um, was what was behind the fire. So basically the theory that someone was testing a very powerful laser. Um, Under the ocean. Now, an Italian, this theory was mocked. An Italian physicist says electromagnetic magnetic waves mean everything and nothing. There is no source of high, I cannot think of any sources of high electro, electromagnetic emissions that would be able to cause fires except for a very, very powerful laser. He pointed out that if the fires were caused by a laser or similar instrument, they would be unlikely to occur inside the homes. Rather, the laser would be burning mm. the exteriors. Yeah. Mm. So Even I can come up with yeah. that. Mm. After, the summary, after it's been told to me. <laughs> um, so after the summary was released, journalists were hounding the research group for their complete report, but that report never materialized. Um, Verando, the, the leader of the group, said that he didn't want to generate alarm. It was only for a matter of prudence and to avoid speculation in the press was why they didn't release the full report. Not that they didn't have it done. Um, so the residents started kind of returning to their their normal lives. Um, the the weapon, the anti military activist. So there was an sorry, an anti military activist, um, Antonio Mazeo, who was kind of prolif, just continuing this weapons theory. Um, but nothing really became of it his belief was that a government cover-up in Canato um there was that the area was being used by the US and NATO for extensive air and naval exercises he became interested in the fires when he saw the summary and launched an investigation of his own he was sure the fires had a military cause but it sounds like he had a bit of an agenda mm. um so he 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 was like but if you add the negligent attitude of the government and the Italian military authorities I'm increasingly convinced that it's something to do with um, international militaries so loads and loads of theories right um but from 2007 up until 2014 all seems to be returning to normal in the little town it's pretty quiet everyone is continuing to live their lives okay. back in their homes but in 2014 ah. the fires return get out no way more violently than ever before it's elon in one it is in one 18 hour period, there were 48 blazes. Holy shit. Um, six of them were in the home of Pizzino's mother. An embroidery basket tucked away in a closet burned, then a sofa bed, loose wires caught oh, not fire. Not the crafting. As did electrical <laughs> outlets and it's, it's a fire risk. As did electrical Completely. outlets and a television. Residents were sleeping outside in shifts so that someone could be awake to alert the fire department. Oh my God. God. Yeah. One man, two women suffered inexplicable burns. Other people in the village experienced swelling and inflamed muscles. Get out. One resident told a reporter, now we feel that we are victims of something bigger than us. Yes, yeah. this is. So it's 2014. So presumably there's going to be more. In, now they're, I mean. Well, it's just going on. There was a lot of interest in it, in it initially, but it's because it's so strange that it went quiet and then returned. So summoned once again to inspect the electrical circuits, ENEL representatives thought it could be wires short circuiting, but it seemed unlikely. And um, in the first instance, a lot they had actually come under pressure to replace a lot of the wiring and it had been done. So they said there was no way that it could be to do with the wiring and the electrical things underneath ground. Um, again, they're kind of leaning back on the uh, electromagnetic fields and not understanding where they come from. They described it as living in a microwave because of the kind of currents that were going on and how random the fires were starting. God. Um, the burns on the body. Very strange. Yeah. So Pizzino again is the face of the fires and he's saying to the press <laughs> that oh, he's <laughs> he's they're just living, you know, in fear all the time. You'd move. You yeah, would like, move if you could. But you're not going to get the, the because they don't understand. The the, yeah. And because they don't understand the causes of the fires, they're not getting any insurance payouts. Like, payouts oh, yeah. Jesus. I mean, it's Sting like balls. Yeah, because it's a constantly under investigation. Very stressful. Um, towards the end of August of 2014, then the evacuation orders come again. Pizzino left along with his mother, two elderly aunts. 
Um, he took his wife and son and in-laws to a nearby marina. His aunts went to stay with their families. They left in vans and in trucks and filmed to the brim with their belongings. For a few days, um, there was one family who were left who needed a few days to organize their, their move were the only inhabitants left in the town. So yeah. by September 24th and 25th, Pizzino was recounting that there were some up to 50 fires per night and the fire department had to call in another town for backup. Two weeks later, there was uh, there was residents trying to help clean up the damage when new fires were starting. Jeez. Other residents from nearby towns were saying it was total chaos. Fires kept coming as fast as you could put them out. Satan looks more and more. Yeah, likely. One day, um, covert U.S. military ops. Yeah. One day, this woman was alone in a cellar attached to Pizzino's house when it just caught fire. She screamed for help. I was afraid for myself because I couldn't breathe. Everything was dirty. There were so many things burning abandoned. Jesus. Great episode of Station 19. This would be so um, it'd be full season. The, 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 the. So. The journal, there was a journalist investigating the story for Atavist magazine and he spoke to um, a kind of a new crew who were put in charge of trying to figure out what happened. And he said, as soon as the fires broke out in 2014, the first order of business was to install hidden cameras in the town. There was no small task because the town... Um, wasn't going to be evacuated until late August and everyone was out in the streets all the time. So it was almost impossible to set up secret cameras without anyone seeing. But four cameras had been installed in Via Mare facing the homes in the street and had been filming for 24 hours a day for eight months. So a man called Divani brought some of the footage for this journalist to watch. And from a recording on September 24th, you can see Pizzino and his son Giuseppe ample around at one end of the street <gasps> near a truck. The two men disappear for a minute behind the front of the vehicle, then walk away. No. A moment later, the men returned and the truck to the truck and begin peering in the window. Pizzino flings open the door and the truck is smoking. Oh, so not necessarily that they had set it on fire, but that they were for the lot of the time present around when, the, when fire, the fire started. When significant fires started. Fuck. With his son, who yeah. was what age? So Giuseppe in 2014 was 25. Okay, an adult male. But had been 15 at the time of the other Still fires. Still well capable of lighting a match. A moment later, <laughs> uh, the men return the truck. It's on fire. So as the truck is smoking, um, da 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 he, on the as Giuseppe walks behind a shed across the street from the Pizzino's home, his father stands on the other side of the street chatting with a group of men. Soon the men discover that the shed is burning. A plastic bag filled with clothing has caught fire. Now, on the same day, Giuseppe appears to set fire to his uncle's Fiat Bravo. How Italian. And his cousin uh, Alpha's, uh, his cousin's Alpha Romeo. Oh, very Italian. So it, it's Giuseppe. It seems that Giuseppe is involved in setting Yes, some of Cass. the fires, but also his dad Tony's in looking, on it too. Yeah, looking Bizarre. at the uh, footage, what they the describe hell? Giuseppe is moving around like an acrobat. What? So all <laughs> told, stop you right there. <laughs> what the fuck, Giuseppe? Like a doing cat a little bird, like, bird moving around. Parkour. What's the yeah. Pink Panther theme tune? Did it? So Giuseppe and Tony. Seem may well be, have been terrorizing no, this entire time. Stick, stick with me. No, right? I, I need it to be okay. Them. I have a theory. Tony was in charge of insurance. Yeah, yeah. Probably most and of these people. Probably time to tell you now that Giuseppe was also working for his father. But oh, he was okay. okay. <sighs> and most of these people probably had their insurance with Tony. Yeah. And Tony just an wanted a way of not having to pay out ever. But no, because an insurance broker doesn't want any drama. Ex but. If this is this is the kind of drama that renders your house insurance null and void. True. That's what I mean. This is another double bluff. Um, so everyone, you know, so everyone but no one gets paid. So hang on. True. At this point, we've brought in the army. Oh, we have various engineers do reports. We have a global sort of question mark over this town. We're looking at the volcano. We've got fucking lasers on the We've line. looked at everything. Meanwhile, 15-year-old Giuseppe, who was at the start 15. Seems to be fire happy. And yeah. Tony. 
And now, just a bit of CCTV do, was all they needed. Do stick with me here. Okay, okay fine. Do okay. stick with me here, right? So all in told, the police documented about 40 instances in which Giuseppe and some cases his father were implicated. Uh, they accused Pizzino of sounding alarm about certain fires and claimed that he had criminal designs and was working with his son. The police said that from the outset, they thought that Giuseppe was acting suspiciously, trying to draw attention to the fires. He yes. always seemed to be close when they started. Yes. Flames would erupt in an area he'd recently been Pyro. in and he would make a fuss about it, alerting the press to come and see. And weren't both men showing fires to the media as though it was like a haunted town? Fuck me. Um, Holy so shit, boss. What this is, is their angle? According it's unbelievable. It, this is Occam's razor time. Yeah. They went all around the houses, uh, literally and metaphorically, to come up with these theories. And it was right in front of them. Yeah. Now, according to the press, the theory was that Giuseppe had set the fires in order to raise a level of media attention and institutional attention to the town. For what creating reason? A f- to, people would visit it, I guess, and... And oh, this think, was an act to but increase also, tourism. What a weird idea for a 15-year-old to have. Though. But also... It's, it's very 15-year-old, isn't it? Well, mm, isn't not it? necessarily. So we get down to it. That we're talking now about the time in 2014 when oh. we have the footage, okay? Okay. So in uh, in the the police who were investigating this did tap uh, Pizzino's phone and recorded many conversations in which Pizzino, the father, spoke desperately about trying to get money for damages and drum up interest in the fires talking about television appearances and reimbursement. In one taped conversation, he mentions a massacre that had happened after an earthquake and the relatives of those people who had died in the crash were fighting the Italian government in court to receive millions of dollars in damages. Yes, interesting. So they had... um, So Pizzino had said on the phone, I got myself a lawyer who took care of the massacre. He knows what the fuck to do. So he's talking about compensation. Which isn't necessarily to finger him for guilt. Yeah. And then the other person on the line saying, I don't want a house. I want money. Anyone who lost property would have been entitled to compensation. But the police also recorded a conversation in Pizzino talking to Giuseppe about the methods of setting up fires. Oh. They speak in guarded language and Pizzino was worried that the police have monitored his son's internet searches. Um. So Pizzino says to his son, I think they've seen something, Pepe. Uh, he says, I don't know. Pepe. Pepe. Maybe something on the internet that you searched for. You looked for one of these incendiary powders or a laser. Right. The comment about the laser jet was widely reported in the press. Proof of Giuseppe's guilt. Yet a device, Jeez, if one existed, was never Christ. found. And the police don't know how the fires were set. My God. So in March 2015, Giuseppe was arrested and charged with arson, conspiring to commit fraud and sounding a false alarm. Pepe's grandmother cried and again to reporters saying they don't no, believe it no. if my grandson had to do what he said they did we would all be rich because he would have had extraordinary powers <laughs> she told yeah like <laughs> now there was in the wake of his arrest three different kind of camps of people emerged one camp believed that giuseppe was responsible for the fires in 2014 yes. trying to once again draw attention to the town mm. and get compensation for the fires that Copycat. had occurred previously oh they we still know that there were electromagnetic forces in 2004 and that weird pattern of fires and fires that were occurring in places where the guys weren't so there must have been a wider network of people involved if that was the case Mm. because he couldn't have possibly been at them all yes but could those others have spontaneously just been natural sort of firing like are we are they drawing them all together where they well i think out of sense of ease they want to have someone to point the finger at and the second camp believed that giuseppe was uh was responsible for all the fires um and some believed that that they he he was just being framed essentially um I am the mayor at the time in 2014 said, I do not believe the resident to be guilty of some fires and hope that the continued investigation makes it clear. He promised to go back and was urging the government to not be swayed by a few instances that the police were sure Giuseppe was responsible for. Um, And that's kind of where up to date pretty much uh, he was ever or he was charged. The dad, Tony Giuseppe. Yeah. The son? Uh, no, sorry. Tony Giuseppe wasn't... Tony Pizzino wasn't charged. Pizzino, Giuseppe, sorry, Giuseppe Pizzino, Pizzino was, was charged. Um, Pepe. 
Yeah. That so they went down for it. People basically were just, so there was a couple of different camps of people. People believed that maybe Pepe was a little bit crazy. He was a bit of like a party goer and party animal. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. He liked to socialize. That's possibly the reason for all of this pyro. Drug. Drugs. Drugs. Um, Whoa. Weird. The financial... Like the money that went in to finding out the source of these mysterious Fucking supernatural hell, yeah. fires, the effort. Now, a lot of people just still believe that there is something. No, um, they need to let it go. It's Pepe. Thank God, no let one died. I don't know well, that if that no one did die, people really? burned and stuff. I don't know that one boy could have been responsible for all of those fires. Maybe a whole town I think there's was maybe there's more people involved in it. You, but we still don't understand why the electromagnetic fields forces. But we do know that Tony knew what his son was at. We do know that Tony knew his son. So maybe Tony could have, to take the heat off Pepe, lit a few fires out in the garden or out the field way. Mm. And then everyone was like, oh shit, they're happening here as well. And maybe it was like an unorganized, like um, osmosis that one, you know, the fires can be very addictive as well. That other maybe, people are setting fires too. Exactly. Like, maybe there's so I many want fires fire in my going. living room. She's got a fire in hers. There's so many fires happening. No one's going to notice if I set something on fire Correct. over here. I've always wanted to set a house on fire. Now's my chance. Yeah, I'll get away with it. And them. if she's getting a new gaff, I am too. So I'm setting my my kindling, my knitting's going up now. Yeah, right? I'll sacrifice the craft. Yeah. So a bit there of crochet up in flames. Cassie, thrilling. It was. Thank you. You're very, very Love welcome. it. Beautiful. Thank you. That draws us to a close. Please tease the hive for the dear listeners as this is a main. Draw them in. Um, on the hive, we have the windy, twisty tale of Isaac Cappy. <laughs> and Cassie and I both get red-pilled. Totally. Fucking deadly. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.